Yes, welcome to the class. Uh, it's a very long, wordy, I know, why college students need your family and why your family needs college students. But it does work for any sort of ministry, just merging that ministry and family life together. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background of who I am, because uh, I am not Bethany Becker, who was originally supposed to teach the other <laughs> class. Um, Bethany's a great friend of mine, but I'm not her. Um, uh, my name's Joe. I was a youth pastor for uh, about 20 years total. Yes, I started when I was 10. Um, no. I was a youth pastor for 20 years. The last seven were at uh, Liberty Assembly of God, where his dad is now the pastor. And she goes to church there, too. And she went to church with me when she was, like, wee little. But I was there for seven years, um, a year or so of those with John Musgrave, and then five years after that uh, with Rob Morris. And then... 2010, won't go through the whole thing, but the Lord called us from there. We ended up uh, going into Chi Alpha, which is campus ministry, and we're at Youngstown State University. Uh, so we didn't move. We're still in the same area. Uh, we've lived in our house for 12 years, which is amazing because we moved 10 times the first 10 years of our marriage, uh, sometimes just across town. Uh, we didn't go to 10 different churches, but just across town. Uh, so it's nice because our kids have gotten to grow up there. Uh, we have, my wife is, uh, her name's Angela. Her dad was a pastor in Cleveland for 42 or 44 years before he passed away several years ago. Uh, Trinity Assembly of God. It's where my in-laws were married and where my wife and I were married. <laughs> and it's now where uh, Justin, I'm going to butcher his last name, Vince Lake. The guy who spoke this morning about City Reach Church, they're based out of there. Um, so, uh, but she's a Cleveland, Ohio girl. Oh, I'm from Massachusetts originally. I've lost a lot of my accent, but every once in a while, weird words do come out of my mouth. Uh, if they do, uh, I apologize, not really. But uh, there's certain words I can't say, like tata sauce and things like that. So it's just, and every once in a while, uh, an R ends up at the end of a word with an A, like pizza or Angela. My, it's, it's just, it's the way we, we talk. Uh, I did spend seven years in West Virginia as a youth pastor, so you can imagine going from Massachusetts to West Virginia. Got a lot of yeet from around there, are you, boy? Um, but I love West Virginia. Love, I have a lot of great friends. Okay, here's a, let me step out. Well, I don't know if I'm going to talk about her. I'll tell you anyways, and if I refer to her again later on. We started a, a, an outreach type thing on our campus called Alpha Course. This girl shows up, doesn't know Jesus. Where are you from? She goes, oh, I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. I said, no way. I youth pastored in St. Albans, West Virginia. She goes, that's my hometown. So it's crazy how God works through things like that. So um, my wife and I have three kids, Dominic, who's 17, Maya, who is 14, and Anthony. Oh, Anthony, if he was born first, he'd be an only child. Um, Yeah, he's 11, and he's my mini-me, 100 miles an hour. His favorite phrase is, I'm bored. Um, and that's like five seconds after he was just doing something exciting. Uh, he could come off a roller coaster and then, I'm bored, I'm bored. Let's do something else. He's just, that's the way he is. So, um, so now I'm, I've done Chi Alpha for, well, the whole process has been for like about, no problem, about six years. There's, uh, in order to become, we are fully appointed U.S. missionaries with Chi Alpha. So to do that, we had to do an internship. We had to go through uh, all the different things, raise support, budget, and everything. We've been on the campus of Youngstown State University for three years. 
and uh, God is doing some incredible things. I'll share some more about that, and we'll talk and, and questions like that. So for today, for this morning, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, it's going to be very open, very, I'm a very kind of back-and-forth type person. Uh, I love interaction. So we're going to do some of that stuff. I'm going to share some things and thoughts that I have, and I want your thoughts and questions as well. Uh, has anyone ever seen um, Dead Poet Society? I always, I, I tell you, I walked in this building, I want to stand on it and go, oh, captain, my captain. It's just, I love these, these rooms are great. I walked in, I went to, I didn't tell you this, I went to Valley Forge Christian College, so it was very old kind of buildings. So when I walked in this room earlier, I said, oh, I feel like I'm at Valley Forge. So, uh, but I want to start off with this. Is there any questions, maybe expectations you came in here with that you'd like to have answered? So that way, because the worst thing is to come to a class and not get what you want answered. So uh, is there any questions or things we can direct us to before we... Going once? All right, um, but please, at any time, as we're talking, the last class I was just in, you know, it started off slow, then all of a sudden there was like questions. Everyone wants to add, and and we're okay with that, and we'll do that kind of stuff. So, um, well, let me ask you this question. I'll ask you a question, maybe get some things started. Uh, what are your biggest concerns when it comes to either college ministry or the ministry that you lead or run or a part of and your family? Merging those. What are some of the, the questions that you have or concerns? Pick up the chalk again. Nobody? Come on. So you want to ask a question? I'm working it. I'm trying to get into the whole thing. Just keeping it relevant. First, you need purple pants. No, I'm just kidding. My, my, my daughter calls these my MLC pants, my midlife crisis pants. So, anyways, I like them. They're comfortable. So, any other, any other concerns that you have for um, college ministry or your ministry and your family, merging them together and how that looks like? No? All right, we'll get there anyway. So, so cool. Let me talk first about... Um, a little bit of groundwork and talk about college ministry and that kind of thing. I'm still learning, growing in this. Again, I've been doing this for a few years, ministry for a while. Um, but one of the things that God has really been teaching me and seeing is, you know, we've become a, a nation of, of fences and walls and things like that. So what happens is our home becomes our safe haven, the place that we run to. And it, it creeped into the church to where when you ask somebody, how are you doing?, you don't really mean how are you doing. You just want the hair good. And when they start ask, telling you how they're doing for real, you're like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not really what I wanted. You know? So we, we, we've, kind of, we've kind of separated ourselves. You, if you look back uh, in history, not too long ago, um, 
Everything was done in community. Everything was done together. Your neighbors, you knew them. And when a neighbor was in need, you helped that neighbor out. You know, work was done as a family. You know, it's even like farms. You know, they, they, they worked the farm and the ground together. So thing was, things were done together. Things were done um, in community. Neighborhoods were, were neighborhoods. It wasn't like, you know, I don't really know who that person is. I don't know anything about them. Um, and we've lost that sense of doing things together. Uh, it, we've become, so it's, because we've gone down this path, we've become very consumeristic, uh, even in our churches, to the point where people come in and they go, they get upset because their favorite song wasn't played, or someone's sitting in their spots, or they don't like the color of this or the color of that, because it's all about, you know, what programs you have for me, how can you make me feel better, how can I get something out of service? Um, which there is a, you know, a bit of a, a sense to that, but we've become all me, 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 I, 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 and all this stuff. Um, so I say that to say this. When dealing with college students, high school students, even kids, when we deal with ministry, is um, we need to, to do things together. We need to challenge people. We need to get them out and, and on the field, so to speak. Uh, and what's happened is this, is because of this consumeristic style, we've become very segmented. We've got, you know, God here, you know, work here, family, oops, I can spell, and whatever other bubbles we want. And we, we've kind of, and instead, it should be more like, you know, or, you know, church, whatever. It's, you know, God and who we, you know, where we're at work. Everything is, everything's together. Forget God, it should be more church. Let's just say church. Because God is in everything that we do, right? So church. We've got to separate these lives, parts of our life. And we go, okay, so I'm at church, so I put on my church hat. I'm at home, I put on my house hat. I'm at work. When, but things are all together. Things meld and mesh together. When you look at Jesus and the disciples, everything happened together. Now, when we're dealing with ministering and, and, and talking to our students or helping them to grow, granted, we can't all hang out with everybody 24-7, seven days a week. It's just impossible. I mean, it's not the culture. It's not the way we are anymore. Back when the, you know Jesus and the disciples, they just traveled together and did everything together. But we need to find ways to make that happen within our lives. And so when we're talking about merging family life and college life or whatever ministry, we need to try to figure out how do we get everyone together. Um, you know, we're a follower of God in everything we do. Every place that we're at, every bubble we're in, God is a should influence us. And we need to teach our college students that because they've been spoon-fed too many times. My students have heard me use this illustration before. I have a 17-year-old son. Okay, When he was one years old, we'd go out to eat. It was cute to go, here comes the choo-choo. You know, open up. It's freaky and weird if I do it now as a cutting up his food as a 17-year-old going, open up wide, here comes, you know, but we, we, we keep perpetuating that with our 
our students spiritually. We want to spiritually spoon-feed them, and they want to be spiritually spoon-fed. drives me nuts when I go to college ministry group, groupings and gatherings, and it's just all about them sitting back and just waiting to be taught. And I want to talk a little bit more about some of the ways we do things in our Chi Alpha group that are trying to change that mentality. Um, the Great Commission calls us to go and make disciples. We always focus on the word go. Oh, we're going to send that missionary to go. Yes. Woo-hoo, praise the Lord. But we're all called to go and make disciples. Make, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to teach each other how to grow. Another verse of scripture that we hold on to a lot is 2 Timothy 2, 2, and it says this, And these things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people, now listen, who will also be qualified to teach others. One of the main things we talk about in our Chi Alpha group and other Chi Alpha groups is we are, we are here to make disciples who make disciples. Okay, we make disciples who make disciples. When I was youth pastoring in the 90s, uh, discipleship was a big deal. But what it was, was a class. <laughs> you get this three-ring binder, it was called Take Pride, or the War Series, okay? If this gets back to the national office, I'll be in trouble. No, I'm it was Take Pride, and what would happen is we would, ha- we're going to have a discipleship class, all right, all right, come on, everyone, and everyone would gather together, and we'd go through this, and at the end, you'd get a certificate. Ting, you're now a disciple. Great, now what? You know? And that was it. But that's not what it's about. There is a bit of book knowledge that we need. We need to download information here. We need to download information in our heart as well. And we also need to make it happen out there. I just sat in a class uh, Brent Heisman did about um, discipleship. And he had this railroad uh, picture and image where one, one of the rails was, was information and the other rail is practice. Practicals, you know, these college students all the time, they'll tell you they have classwork and they also have lab work. The lab work is to help you get the classwork into reality and see how it works. And we need to do the same thing with discipleship. We need to make it happen. And that's where we're going to talk about relevancy here and in just a few moments. Um, Or even now is the fact that it becomes relevant when they see it happening in their own daily life. What your college students or even your youth group does not need is another Bible study. All right? They need a Bible doing. Okay, I'm stealing that from Bob Goff. Goff he's a well-known uh, author. We need Bible doings. Okay? So in our Chi Alpha group, what we try to encourage is this. In our small groups, we don't want them to come and sit down and go, okay, now teach me. Okay? What happens is this, and Caleb will tell you, because he and I, we meet every single week. We're reading through the book of John. So we meet together weekly, and so the question is, hey, so what is God sharing or teaching you this week? And he shares it with me, and I learn from him, and then I tell him what God is learning in my life, and he learns from me. And we kind of help each other grow, and then we also share with you know, our struggles and things like that. And we also talk about, so who are you reaching out to? Who are you, who's God put in your life that doesn't know him that you're reaching out to? And he and the, and I do the same thing with him. So we know those people and we can pray for those people in each other's life. Um, 
And that's how we kind of do our small groups in Chi Alpha. Uh, we see Jesus doing this all the time. It's as, as they were going along the way. Along the way this happened. Along the way that happened. If I try to disciple all my students just from sitting in a classroom and just teaching, 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 they're not going to get the practical parts of life. Okay? So when we're dealing with and talking about how do we merge life together, these two worlds together, for me, one of those things is this, is that they, they have access to who I am. They have access to my life. They can see me interacting with other students on campus that don't know Jesus. Okay? They don't just, I'm not in a, an office somewhere. I get asked all the time, hey, did you, do you, got, you have an office on campus? Do you have an office on campus? For some people, that's like the greatest thing in the world. Do you, do you have a, I'm like, we have an office on campus. We do. It becomes a storage place. All right? So we put our stuff. My office is where this is, my backpack. This is my office. Wherever this is, that's where my office is at. Okay? Now, where else is my office? I'll see if one of my students can get it. Where really is my main office on campus? The hub. My students know I'm in the hub, which is in our student union. There's a bunch of round tables, and this is where a lot of students hang out. Dunkin' Donuts is right there. There's always a line. So if they want to find me, they know to go to the hub. I just had a girl um, just this week. She got some upsetting news about financial aid and stuff like that, and I see her coming across, and she knew I was there. She came and I was able to talk with her and disciple her right there in the middle of the hub with people around and help her kind of navigate through what's going on and what's happening. There's a whole thing with financial aid, and, I, and I'm trying to explain to her, too, that, okay, this is happening now, but I'm going to tell you, guess what? Sometimes this happens a lot where maybe paperwork's just got messed up. You know, we, my wife and I deal with this all the time with this hospital. So I'm trying to teach her that, okay, I know you're in this situation now, but also, too, hey, it's going to be okay, you're going to make it through, but also this may happen again in your life, you know. And she made it through, and, and uh, at the end of the story isn't what we'd hoped for. It didn't all work out, okay, but she felt better about it because somebody was there that she can talk to. So it happens, life, discipleship happens along the way as you're going through life and making that happen. So... That's just a small glimpse. We'll probably talk more about Chi Alpha and this college ministry here in a little bit. Uh, so again, how do we make this, these two worlds collide? How do we make it happen? How do we make it so it's not this? Three different circles, or four different circles. How do we make it so it's all one? Your college students need to see your family. Okay, they need to see you interact with your family. My wife and I going into this, our biggest concern was oh, they're going to think our kids, are, college kids, don't want to be around little kids. You know, that's what my wife would always say. She don't want, they don't want to be around our kids. But they do. They well, one, our family's not normal, right? It's it's very interesting. Um, our family's crazy. Uh, but again, I have a 17 year old who's a junior in high school who's not too far from their ages. Uh, I'm also, I'm young, but I'm 47. I'm the same age as a lot of their parents, okay? And I have a lot of students who don't have maybe the best example of godly parents 
or a father figure or a motherly figure or whatever. So they like to hang out and see, they see that. They see that example. They see how I treat my wife, okay, the good and the bad sometimes. They see how I treat my kids, the good and the bad, but they also see how we love each other and how we care for each other. So it's great for them to see that and to be interactive in that. We try to have them over as much as possible. Like you heard me talking earlier, we're having a get-together on a Friday at our house. Now, is it inconvenient? Please just block your ears for a second. Is it inconvenient to have people over at your house? It can be a little bit. You know, We have to do what I call the great American lie. You, you shove everything in the closet, hope nobody opens it, that kind of stuff. Actually, the last... One of the last times I had students over, I got a great sermon illustration because we have in our basement, we have a finished basement, we have these curtains that go to like our laundry room and my, um, where my office is and it's like the storage area and everything else. And the whole thing is it's like, oh, I hope they don't look behind the curtain, you know, and it ended up becoming a, a sermon on like the Wizard of Oz and, and how we always have stuff in our life that's behind a curtain. So, but anyways... Yeah, you have to clean up your house, you have to get things in order, but it's okay for them to see things that aren't always the greatest or they're always organized, you know. They see normal life. Um, it's okay for them to come over and after we have a meal together like we're going to have next Friday. Well, first of all, it's okay for them to come over and them bring stuff to the meal instead of having us provide everything, right? Because, again, that's the whole thing, stuff being spoon-fed. It's okay for them to help clean up after the meal, and be a part of that, and, and do those things together. Um, we do we serve them? Sure. I have a. They'll tell you I have a coffee bar in my basement. Okay, it's a great college person's house, and I'll stand behind there and be barista Joe for a while. Okay. Uh, we also just built a pizza oven in our backyard, so it's okay for me to be pizza Joe for a little while too. You know, it, but we do. But we also do it together. It's like, hey, we got this pizza oven. Hey, you want to try it? Okay, come on and let them do it. You want to you want to pull a couple of, you know, espresso shots and mix it. Come on, come around the bar and help out. And and, and that's okay. We live life together. We do things together. We have fun together. Um, we'll play video games together. I'm a, you know, like I said before, they see me, you know, as sometimes as a father figure. And but I'm a little bit like different than their dad. Their dad maybe doesn't wear purple pants all, and I don't wear these all the time. Okay. Uh, but, or their dad doesn't have his head shaved on the side with the hair over, or the, their dad doesn't play Call of Duty, which I do, which I'm not very good at. Um, but I like to play video games and, and hang out with them and do things like that because it, it, it builds a bond. Um, and it's okay for them to see my kids because my 11-year-old is good at the game and he will trash talk people as he beats them in one of the, the different games and he'll get up in their face and have fun with them and everything else. Is it messy? Yeah, it can be messy. Sometimes you'll have a college student over who maybe doesn't know Jesus and maybe might start talking about some things and everything else that you're... Then my kids go, ah, Dad, we hear worse in high school, you know? But it's okay. It's okay for them to do that, okay? And then they, it's okay for my kids to see that and to hear that too. It's okay for my kids to see me interact with other guys that are a little bit older than them or even how to treat a girl you know, and for my boys to see that, you know, who, you know, be able to treat them without having an attraction towards them and be nice to them and treat them like a dad or an older brother or whatever it might be. Um, it's okay for my kids and my, my college students to see those two worlds kind of collide and happen, all right? 
So we try to open up our home. We try to bring our kids to as many things as that. I get all the time. When we have, we have our, our Tuesday is our main meeting time. And a lot of time my students go, are your family, is your family coming? Are your kids coming? We just did a big cafe crawl last week where we went to three different coffee shops. And they asked, are your, are your kids coming? Are your family coming? And so they, they like to see that. They like to be a part of that and see what's happening and what's going on. Um, and even, too, with my, for me and my family, it's great for my sons and daughters to interact with these college students because they're cooler than I am. You know, even though I'm wearing purple pants, right? No, they're cooler than I am. Because my daughter a lot of times gives me the typical 14-year-old, ah, rolls her eyes and things like that. And, and so it's okay. She gets to see, you know, hang out with, with some of the other students or even my son, hang out with these guys, and they start talking video games. Because after a while, I'm like, dude, your life isn't all about Because I, I become a dad, you know? Read your Bible. Stop talking about video games. And so they can talk to the, you know, my son can talk to Caleb about video games for hours on hours. And Caleb will be just as engaged as Dominic will be. I checked out five minutes into the conversation, like, as he's telling me about the latest download and this and that. And I'm going, sorry, son, uh, you lost me, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's, it's great for them to see that. And if my college students are on fire for God, it's great for my students to see my kids to see that. I tell them, my college students, especially because my son is looking to go to the university that I Chi Alpha at, and he's going to be a senior next year. I'm like, listen, you better get your stuff together because my son might be in your small group and you might be discipling him. You know, <laughs> So I want to invest in, no, it's selfish, but I want to invest in them so they can invest in my, my kids as well. So it's good to have those two worlds uh, collide together. Um, and like I said, some some of my your students, they just don't have a good godly example of, of parents. And for them to hang out with your family and to see how you guys operate, it's refreshing for them and it's exciting for them. It's good for, you too. It's good for us too. Yes. Oh, it's so much fun. Now, let me say this and I'll say that something else after that is... A lot of times what happens is when we start talking about ministry, people freak out about their schedule. I don't have enough time. Where am I going to fit this in? Because we live in this world. Circle, circle, circle. And not in this world. Combined circles. Remember, we do ministry along the way. We're so event and program driven that we miss life and life. And we deal with this with our college students, our, our leaders, as they're trying to get them to minister to other students because they think they're busy. College students think they're busy. They go, you don't have kids. You're not busy. So just shut up and deal with your studying and whatever. I'm like, I show them my Google calendar and they go, you know, I didn't get to watch Netflix for seven hours. I had to take my kid to soccer. Uh, anyways, um, so how do, we, how do we get that going on is this, is just in everyday life. Hey, uh, yeah, I need to spend, can, do you have time with me? I need to talk to you. Yeah, hey, I'm going to Walmart. You want to come along with me? Come with me to Walmart. Hey, hey, might even teach them how to shop. You know, some of the girls and guys, how to, how to, how to pick groceries. A lot of them don't know how to do it because mom and dad has never taken them to do that, you know. Uh, hey, I got to work on, on this. I, I'm doing it now with my 17-year-old. Hey, I got to put oil in the car. Come on, Dominic. I'll show you how to do this. 
you know. Or, hey, we're going to go and shovel the neighbor's driveway. You're coming with me. You know, it, it's teaching them skills. You can teach your, your college students how to do those types of things. When you bring them along with you, they grow. All right? And, they teach, and when they're with your family, they see how to parent and things like that. Um, so we don't want to create extra things in your life. Make that. Now, let's talk on the other side, boundaries. <laughs> you know? You don't want your, you can't have your whole life as an open book to where you don't have, you know, midnight someone's knocking on your door and all they want to do is hang out, you know, it's not like a crisis and you're like, dude, look it, (laughs) go, leave, I'll talk to you tomorrow or I tell my, my leaders, I say, look, when you make a meeting with another student, tell them it's going to be a half, hey, I have a half an hour. Don't lie, but schedule yourself. I'm studying at, okay, so it's 12.10 now. I'm, I have to study at 12.40, so we have a half an hour. Because okay, there are people who will, they're sponges. They will suck the life out of you, you know. Uh, they need love and they need Jesus, and yes. But you're not there to hold their hand through life because they need to sometimes eventually grow up and to, to learn. So it's okay to set boundaries. Uh, and it depends, too. On, when you start talking about your family, stages of life of your kids and or your family. We're fortunate enough now, I have kids who are a bit older, all right? Um, but I have a lot of Chi Alpha colleagues who have little kids, all right? So being at their house is going to be different. We are planning, you've heard me already say, we're having a, a gathering on Friday of next week. They're on spring break all this week, but we're gathering on Friday. Why? Because my kids aren't on spring break. So we want to be able to hang out and have a good time and my kids also be able to go to bed for school the next day. Okay, Because also too, while they can hang out till midnight or whatever, and I can too, I still have to get up at 6 a.m. the next morning to get my kids off to school where they can go home and sleep till noon. Right. So for our benefit and for our, we try to we use some wisdom and do those types of things. Um, but it's okay to set those boundaries. You, know, you don't have to always drop everything for your students. It's good for them to learn that kind of stuff. Because we, we do live in an instant society. You know, yeah. I texted you 17 times. How come you didn't text me back? Well, I was in a meeting. Or, hey, I was you know, hanging out with my wife and kids. We have some family time. And I figured you weren't, like, dying. Um, so we could talk about this later, you know. And so now we're talking about it. Now you have my attention. What do you want? You know, we go from there. So um, boundaries are important. And you need to do that with your students uh, and let them know that. So uh, back to bringing them along. I'm kind of I've been all over my notes here. So now I'm getting back to my notes. Um, bring them along. Like I said, taking them to shopping with you have them hey you want to hang out yeah i gotta go to my son's soccer game you want to come with us sure they come and hang out and and watch your kids you know perform or or do whatever else and some of your students they've done that already they were in band or they were in dance and so yeah they'd be excited to go see your kids performing those things and be a part of that and you can share those experiences with them and again Maybe their parents didn't go to all their performances, but now they get to see a loving husband and wife or mom and dad 
in, involved in their lives. Um, help them with, let them help you with a project at your house. Now, it's not free labor, okay? All right. But let them help you with a project at your house or a neighbor's house. Or, so they mentioned earlier about, Caleb said something about painting. Um, there's a, a shop owner in my town. Uh, she's Christian. Her and her husband are Christians. They started this, this shop where artists sell their stuff. And my daughter actually has a table there and everything else. They're remodeling everything. So I thought, man, what a great idea. My students are off. What if we could come and help you? And you know, do something. So Monday, there's a bunch of us going to go, and we're going to do some spackling and painting. And what's cool about that too is we get to spend the day together. And when you're working together, do you, how many of you guys have ever done like a community project or mission trip? The people you're with, man, you really get to know them. All right, you get to know the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything else, you know. And and that's why hanging out together and doing a project discipleship happens we learn we grow we get to know each other and be a part of each other's life um when i built my pizza oven a couple of my students came and helped me uh and some of them have better skill at it than i did you know so go for it you know uh help me out here um the other thing too is you're not going to be able to hang out with every one of your students okay and this goes with boundaries as well um enable your other leaders and other people to hang out and disciple those. Uh, we have one real ministry position in Chi Alpha at Youngstown State, and it's uh, we call them journey groups. It's a journey group facilitator. Can we use the word facilitator? Because it's not, you're facilitating a group. Remember I told you how we do it earlier. Not teaching or leading it. You're facilitating it. Why? Because why do we have that as a, an important part of our group? Is because Myself and my wife can only disciple so many people, and then we hit our, our max. Also, if we don't let other people disciple, we rob them of growth themselves. So even in your whatever setting and ministry you have, if it's even little kids, let them that, that are growing in Christ, let them lead a group of other younger kids or youth ministry, you know? Even some of your college students, you know? Let them help with some of the junior hires if they want to. Hey, listen, we got a junior high thing going on. Want to come and help us out? You know, we're, we're taking them to Cedar Point. Want to come? Which is not too far. You're Fairmont, right? No. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. You're Fairmont. Fremont. I mean, yeah, Fremont. That's right near Sandusky. Um, or Kings Island? Eh, whatever. So, hey, we're doing a trip. Or even, hey, we're going out with pizza with the, with the junior hires. You want to come along with us and help us out? And let them, you know, because again, a lot of times they want to just sit back and just do nothing. But let them lead. Let them grow. Let them, you know, experience that kind of stuff. I always try to get, because again, I did youth ministry for so long. And whenever I hear of a college student thinking about going to be a support staff member at camp, I'm like, listen, you have got to do it. It is so much different than being a camper. And when they leave, they go, that was so much fun. All these kids in my room. And then they usually apologize. If it's a guy, Pastor Joe, I am so sorry for all the hard time I gave you when you were my, my room leader. Because right? they, they experience, I'm like, I know, I know. It's, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? When, when so-and-so won't go to sleep, huh? <laughs> Remember when I was trying to get you to go to sleep? <laughs> and, and so, but it's fun for them to, to grow and to learn and, and that kind of stuff. Um, trust them to 
to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, there's a, a movement that's happening in the church world called missional living, missional movement, that kind of stuff. And good, bad, or whatever, part of what we, we try to do with Chi Alpha is a lot like that. It's just the fact that we live life together. We do things together. Instead of being just individuals who are following Jesus, we try to be a community that follows Jesus. At Youngstown State, um, we are not a residential college, which would make life a whole lot easier. Right? We are a commuter college. And we're not even a commuter college in a college town. We're a commuter college in a city. Okay, Because most of our students live 15 minutes in different directions. And when they leave, they're not coming back. All right, Unlike others who maybe they live somewhere else in the town and they can go to the pizza place and there's like a whole bunch of other students that go to that school there as well. They're gone. And the mentality is we come in, we do our classes and we leave. So we have this window from like 9 to 2 or 9 to 3 where life happens on campus. So trying to live missionally it becomes a little bit difficult. That's why we always hang out at the hub. We're always in the one location so we can hang out. But that's the whole kind of premise behind some of the a ministry shift in my own life is just trying to understand that it's not about an event or a class or whatever. It's about doing life together and, and living together and uh, doing activities together as much as possible. Making them as organic as you possibly can, all right? but also you do need some structure as well. So that's why trying to create those opportunities of of living just normal stuff together, going to a game or having a meal together. Having a meal together is huge in other cultures. When they they eat, sit down and eat, you think about that even still. When you sit down to eat with your family and extended family, how much excitement that is. Well, it can be ugly too when the crazy uncle shows up. But, you know, um, how much fun that is. When we did our cafe crawl Tuesday, we had 17 students show up. It was like our largest one ever. And we had a lot of fun. The, the, and there's things that we can we experience that we're going to share for a while. Like we walked in the first shop, guy's eye went. There's a one guy behind the counter's eyes got like huge, you know. But then the next shop we went to, there's two ladies working in. They were so excited. They took our picture. They posted on Facebook this and that. And then the last place we went to, same thing. The owner was in there, and I had just asked the owner for a basket for a fundraiser we were doing. So it was great too because they were a part of even cementing that hey, thanks for bringing all these people into my establishment, my business, and that kind of stuff. So, so doing things together is, is huge. Um, sorry to hear that. Man, I tell you, I didn't think I would have enough. This time goes by fast. It's supposed to end at, what time does this end? 30? 12.40. Oh, so we got a little bit more time. Cool. Um, so let me ask you a question. Stories, <laughs> good or bad. Do you have any good or bad stories that you can relate dealing with your family world and your student world colliding together? Does anyone have? Gosh, it's hot in here now. Any stories or any thoughts on on anything that's happened, good or bad? Anyone? I try to open up a window, but I'll probably break it. Or any additional questions that you may have about just ministry 
or even what the subject is supposed to be as far as m melding the worlds together. How many students do you have? We have, well, the highest attendance, we, we count like all of our different things because not all of them can make our large group meeting and things like that, so they're all important. Uh, we've had as high as 19 come across those, those things. Um, no, it says out of, we, at, on the campus. So we have a few of them, probably maybe half of them come from Assemblies of God churches. The other half do not. So they're just relationships that we've built through, um, you know, they know this person, they know that person, and that kind of stuff. So we have a mix, mixture of different denominations. Yeah. Where at, where are you at again, you said? Okay. Yeah, it, and the the goal is always to, we're, we're Chi Alpha is growing, especially even in our state. Seeing it, uh, one talk to Steve Brandon. He's our state director. He's here today, um, but also too, it's just an interest helps. You know, and, he, and Steve will help you kind of make that happen because Chi Alpha is uh, ideal situation is to have a U.S. missionary to lead it. But the model is done all different ways. It can be done out of a church. It can be done out of lay leadership, that kind of stuff. So if you remind me later on, or if you see Steve Brandon, I don't know if he's going to be up on stage or anything, but his name is, is B-R-A-N-N-A-N. Mm -hmm. And even if you go on the, um, the O-Y-M, no, this is Ohio Youth Ministry. I still get that in my head. The Ohio Ministry Network website He's listed, um, the, there's a booklet downstairs too that have like all the leadership in it, and he's on there too, and you get his email address and, and that kind of stuff. So, any other questions? Hey, Joe, let me, let me tell you where we're at. Uh, oh, sure. With the junior hires and the... But ask a question. Um, so let me just say this with our group we're trying to we, we meet usually let's just say four times in a month with our large group right for our large group what we're trying to do is a 2-1-1 scenario two times we meet together are going to be teaching times okay so that can look like a traditional church service thing and everything else these guys may or may not understand or realize this is what we're trying to do because <laughs> it's still somewhat new one time is just flat out fun, food, whatever it might be, and one time is serving, okay? So, especially with your college students, uh, you don't have to make it always, how do I say this without getting in trouble, always biblical, you know, we always feel like, okay, hey, let's go and, and do this, let's go play softball, but before we do that, let's have a Bible study, you know, it doesn't always have to be like that, it, you can, let's have fun. You know, you see Jesus all the time. It's, they went, hey, I'm coming to your house and we're eating, okay? And that's what he did. You know, it, have fellowship, have fun, have those times. Because those are also opportunities that they can bring their non-Christian friends to. Hey, we're going 
We did. We had that cafe crawl. I had two students that I've met. The one girl from the church, uh, the, the town I used to youth pastor at, and another student who came along the cafe crawl with us because relationship with us, and they get to interact with some of our other students. Just builds that that rapport some more. So I would say that you know it's okay to have fun. It's okay to have those things uh, and challenge them. Please let them. You know. Even if it's just sitting around, you know, hey, let's, let's read this story in the Bible, and next week when we get together, let's talk about it. You know, instead of it saying, hey, you come next week, I will teach you. No, let's talk about it. Let them interact. Let them grow. Let them, let them do those kind of things. Does that help? I, I also lead my young adult group, well, my young adult person in my church, because we're a small church, um, and it's fun. It's frustrating at times. You're going to have students, just like you have any other segment of our churches, where there are just some that are just along for the ride. You're dragging them constantly, pulling them, because they just, you know. And you have others that are going to be excited. Um, I'll just say this. The ones who are leaning in more, man, invest in their life. You know, uh, we always talk about, you know, disciple, the interested, you know, uh, pastor, the present, you know, what I mean, those who are just there. You know, really, it's uh, there's a term. It's a better term, but I, I got to mix it up. But basically, the idea is this: there are people who are leaning in and they're excited. They want to be, man, disciple them. Those who are just kind of like, they're just there. You know, you see them, you're teaching, and they're always on their phone, and you just want to go, the phone away before I smack you. You know, um, you just pastor them. You know, and hopefully, eventually, the culture builds. To where they're like, their neighbor's going, dude, what are you on your phone for? You know? So you don't have to look like the jerk. Their, their, their buddy's going, put your phone away. You know? And, and, and that discipleship just happens. There's a, a large group. Uh, it's at Sam Houston State University. They have like a thousand in their Chi Alpha, right? And uh, so I asked the leader one time, I go, hey, so what sort of program or whatever you have for discipleship, what do you guys use? He goes, ah, we don't. Next. All right? And I'm like, but I knew what he was saying. They've built such a discipling culture that when new students come in, their students already know how to disciple. They already know we, we, you're going to be part of our family, part of our group, and here's how we live. And this is what we do. And it just happens. So, yeah. Um, I was wondering, what can you tell us? What can we do that will help you as far as, like I told you, I'm on the missions committee and we're emailing and stuff. Besides, give me money. Prayer is huge. Yeah, prayer is huge. You know, of course, the financial support is huge. But um, just depending on where you're at, like you guys are on, like in Lima, so you're kind of not near us. Like from my own, my own area, because we're such a, a regional school, it's just helping us get the word out to your students about Chi Alpha and being a part of this group. Um, so even for you on a state level, it's just if you have students that are graduating from high school and they're going to college, hey, where, where are you thinking of going to school? You know, oh, and if, educating yourself, too, on where all the Chi Alphas are at. And, again, that information you can get from, like, the Chi Alpha websites, and this is chialpha.com, and I think it's ohiochialpha.com or whatever for the local ones. But just educating yourself so then you can plug them, you know, help them go. Because there's so many people... We get this all the time. 
hey, my nephew goes to, to YSU. Can you can contact them? And I'm like, sure. Most of the time, little Johnny's running. You know, he doesn't want, And I'll try to make the contact and this and that. But if you are already proactive saying, hey, you need to meet so-and-so and this and that. Because we do have Chi Alpha on several of our universities right now. And I will say this. Um, if there isn't a Chi Alpha there, they either you know, encourage them to start one and or just get involved with a Christian group on campus because statistics show that students who are involved in a student organization have a higher graduation rate and a higher GPA. Students who are involved in a faith-based group on campus have a higher morality rate, don't make the, you know, aren't doing the decisions and the stuff that other students are doing. Um, Like Cassie is in a sorority, which is not a bad thing. Because okay? we need Christians in sororities and things like that. And plus, it also does help them. Fraternities and sororities are really great for resumes and stuff like that. And it's a good culture. Um, but a lot of times in those places, the culture isn't, it's not the same as what a culture would be in a Christian group. So they need, they need that. Okay? But we also need them as lights and examples in those sororities and fraternities. So, uh, so we try to get them on a faith base. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We've won 25 games in a row. Mm. We're headed to state. And a lot of that is because of connection. Yeah. Instead of, you know, playing as a team. Instead of, you know, Johnny Starr here. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about, it is about teamwork. And that's what, so in the whole missional thing I kind of made reference to, the whole idea is, like even when the when they come over for that Friday night, is we treat them like we would each other. We treat like we're extended family or family. You know, when you come over, a lot of times when you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever, you're like, "What can I bring?" Right? So you're bringing a dish, and we're there and we're sitting together and we're we're, we're hanging out together, and that's what what that whole thing is about is, is family and, and and being together. So, cool. Any other questions, thoughts? Um, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of fun working with college students. I love it. I joke that it's like youth ministry, except I don't have to do permission slips. I don't have to wait for someone's mama to pick them up, except for Caleb. And, oh, I just called you. I'm just kidding. And <laughs> if they're there, that's because they want to be there. Okay? Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's great to see them to grow. Because I know myself, when I went to college, um, there's a vast difference between my freshman year and my senior year in college. I grew and matured so much, and it's great seeing that happen. Um, some people think that being in college ministry is a disadvantage because we lose them every two, three years. You know, you only have them for a few years. So you're, but we see it as a benefit. We're raising up leaders, and we're getting to launch them off into the world. We get to invest in their life and let them and see them go. And what happens is they vacate areas and new people come in and get to be that in that for them we're still in our we actually finish our first term uh this semester and actually your pastor knows a lot about our university because he was the youth pastor at highway and so uh he knows a lot about 
YSU and the Penguins. Um, but we're coming to our first term, and we haven't really graduated a lot of people yet because we're still starting out. Um, and every year, though, my wife and I are always like, you know, we, we've, we've invested in these students, and they've become like family to us. And we're like, well, who's going to be the next one of these? What's gonna? And then all of a sudden, it happens. And you're like, oh, they're right here. And it starts, to, and you just see the, the merging happen. You know, um, they're freshmen. Well, he's really like a sub-freshman. He's a senior in high school. He's finished, and he's taking what they call college and high school. And Cassie's a freshman. And even though I've known Cassie for probably 10 years, probably, because something like that, 10, 12 years, because she was at the church I was youth pastoring at. Um, I've known Cassie, but my other students have. But it's, it's neat to see, like, after she goes to a retreat, her connect even more with this group. And, then the, and you just see that connection happening. And, you know, so much so that I've just sent her last week an application to become a journey group facilitator for next year because, you know, we want to see that happen. And, um, you know, so it's exciting to see, see the growth. And so Chi Alpha, we love it. I say it's uh, one of the, uh, another shameless plug, one of the greatest secrets in the Assemblies of God, uh, just to see students rise up and grow. So any other thoughts, questions you may have? Because, I mean, we're, we still have like seven minutes, but we can be done. Any questions I didn't answer? Really, to, again, to touch on the relevant thing, though, too, just be real. Just be real. Be real with them. Let them see life and see who you are. They don't, uh, it's not a matter of wearing, and I keep joking about it, purple pants and having the right haircut or having a lumberjack beard, you know, and flannel shirt and all that stuff. It's, it's not about that kind of, it's just being, being real. And you'll see that they're, even though they're college age students, they, they're people. They're human. They just love to hang out. They, they love what everyone loves. To, to feel belonged, to feel a part of a community, and to feel loved. So, cool. Um, we're done.